Welcome to Whatever It Takes Radio, helping you do whatever it takes to succeed in marriage and in life. Hello, I'm your host, Paul Speed, and today I'm in the studio with my wife, Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Hey, honey. It's great to be with you again today, and I'm excited because we're continuing um, the series. We've been talking about conflict, conflict, everybody's favorite subject. And I know for me, most of my life, that has not been my favorite subject. And I know in podcast 15, when we started this, um, it was the revelation of the epiphany I'd had at the end of last year in regards to conflict. And what a huge difference I know that's made in our relationship, but I can tell just in my life. And um, and that was seeing that uh, I viewed conflict as bad, as wrong, and um, therefore... When we did have conflict in marriage or at work or if I had it at any facet of my life, um, something was broken, something was wrong, and I ran from it. And um, I never saw conflict as beneficial or good or something to be um, worked through or even saw the benefits of it. I would hear you talk about it, but it just didn't register with me. So to discover that at the core of my belief system that I really did view conflict as bad, um, that was that was a real eye-opener for me, and I think it's helped me change. I can tell in the last month and a half to two months, it's made a huge difference in my life and just the way I relate with you and I relate with others. And um, so I'm going to be real brave, and I'm going to ask you, can you tell a difference? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I can tell a difference. It's uh, One of the things that I can see is the difference between running uh, from conflict and leaning into conflict. Mm. And I have seen that you you haven't been running from it. And as a result of that, your responses to conflict have been much, much healthier. And we're able to really resolve a lot of issues, big and small, that used to would have spun us out for days. Yeah. And so I'm excited and thrilled about the new Paul Speed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's hope it continues. I wasn't looking for brownie points, but since you gave them, then um, that, that's really helpful. But I really can tell, you know, and it, it's amazing to me because it's something we've talked about in ministry. We've seen it. Um, I work with men at my Four Days to Freedom on the sexual brain, helping them go back to their belief system about sexuality to how do they get to where they are. And we know that it's the renewing of the mind is how we are transformed and made into his image. So for me to never be able to process or to be able to, to really understand that the way I viewed conflict was having basically 95% of the way I engaged in conflict or ran from conflict and so forth was based out of my belief in it. And um, so that was huge for me. So because that's something I can change. Absolutely. You know, I look back, Paul, to when we were doing our pre-marriage counseling before we were ever married many, many years ago. Uh, I remember that in that pre-marriage counseling, the pastor said to us, he said, I, wanna, I want you to look at your personalities. And he said, it's pretty obvious to me that, Paul, you're a passive man. And Jenny, you're a very dominant woman. And so we were like, uh, okay. But like we knew that already. <laughs> we knew it already. But we didn't have the tools of what to do with that information. Like, here's the information. You're passive. Jenny's more dominant. And then we were just kind of left there with, okay, now what do we do with that? And I think this whole revelation that you viewed at the core of your being, you viewed conflict as being bad and negative. Therefore, you avoided at all cost. That was a large part of why you had become a passive man. Mm. 
Because if you view conflict from the wrong perspective, uh, you're going to be you're passive. You're going to run from it yeah. at all costs, absolutely. And therefore, um, I'd shy away from those conversations, those difficult um, issues that needed to be talked about. And I did that in every facet of my life, not just um, a husband and wife relationship, but in work and in child rearing and so many things. So it's been huge. So I encourage you, if you haven't heard the last two podcasts, I encourage you to go back and listen to those. The first one was a new look at conflict, and we talk about this epiphany. And we encourage you in that podcast to get down to the roots of what do you believe? How do you see conflict, its benefits, um, its problems? And how do you see you at the core of your being? What do you believe about conflict? Because chances are that is dictating how you walk through it or don't walk through it. And then um, the next podcast we did was in talking about things to look at in order to resolve conflict. And in that one, we touched on not being a fool. This was a really interesting topic because if you can, Scripture warns us about confronting a fool. And um, it doesn't mean we have to walk around necessarily and try to diagnose everyone. But our challenge to our listeners in that podcast was to look at yourself also and say, am I the fool in this conflict? That has been a really eye-opening exercise for me in my life is to be able to go to my my children and within our home and to go to my team that I work with on a daily basis and give them the right to bring up my blind spots, uh, to point out areas in my life that I need to grow. And I think that has been just amazing for me because if I, as I have allowed them to speak into my life, it really has helped me to be able to course correct things and areas in my life that I, I wasn't I wasn't being a good teammate to those on our team. I wasn't being a good mother. I wasn't being a good spouse to you, Paul, and uh, because I wasn't willing to hear the hard things. And so asking that question, am I a fool? And uh, a fool despises when he's rebuked. Uh, scripture says that um, rebuke a fool and he'll despise you. Rebuke a wise man and he'll love you. And so it was my goal to be that wise woman who is willing to hear a rebuke, willing to hear where she's wrong. And um, and then it was also my goal to kind of eliminate those around me who were foolish and were, were not willing to hear. And so they were draining me, draining, uh, draining the life out of me in some cases because they just weren't in that place. Now, I pray for them. I pray that God will bring them back into my life and they're in a place where they are open and willing to hear. But that was a really good exercise for me. And so I hope our listeners took us up on the challenge and they sat down with their their children or their spouses and asked, do you see me as a wise person who's open and willing to take rebuke and hear it? Or do you see me as a fool? Yeah, those are really good. Two great resources we encourage you to go back and listen to um, if you haven't done so already. Um, Today, though, we want to talk about resolving conflict in a different way, Um, another tool that um, Jeannie and I have used um, in our own uh, relationship, and that is by understanding how you process. You've probably heard us talk in previous podcasts before about internal processors versus external processors. So we're going to kind of unpack that again, but this can be a really, really big area in the way you resolve conflict or don't resolve conflict. So to understand um, how you operate and how your spouse or the one you're in a conflict with operates um, can be really, really important to the success of that conflict and your ability to be able to walk through it. So when Judy and I, when we talk about internal or external processors, this came about years ago 
due to some conflicts again we were having and one of our daughters pointed out um, she knew exactly what was wrong with us and she said mom you're an external processor and uh, dad's an internal processor and she could have been speaking a foreign language at that point we didn't have a clue what she was talking about but then the more she began to describe it to us and talk about it it really made sense to us I was uh, very excited to hear this. This was our oldest daughter, Bethany, and she had been away uh, serving with Youth with a Mission uh, overseas. And so sometime during that uh, journey that she was on, someone brought up this teaching about internal versus external processor. So she came home, and that was one of the first things she said to us was, Mom, Dad, I've discovered your problem. <laughs> and obviously we were really excited to hear that. Uh, and she began to lay out this teaching on external versus internal processor. And boy, she hit the nail on the head. It was so true that I am an external processor. So what that means is that in, in order to work through a solution, uh, I have to talk. I have to say it out loud. And I'm the kind of person that you see in the grocery store who's walking down the vegetable aisle with a, the canned vegetables. And I'm the one that's, as I'm walking, I'm saying, okay, I need three cans of green beans and two cans of corn. <laughs> and people are going, who is that woman talking to? <laughs> well, see, I'm an external processor. So I talk out loud as I'm thinking. And I'm the internal processor, which is basically the exact opposite. I tend to mull over things inside. Um, way before they even have a chance of coming out my mouth. So you'll hear Jenny in the store. She's talking out loud, and if she doesn't understand something, she'll ask somebody, even if they're not a clerk who works there, where I'll go in the store and out of the store and never talk to a person, and if I can't solve it, I'll try to find another way besides engaging someone. So they both kind of have their negative traits, but an internal processor just tends to mull over things, and, and I've got to think about it, and I've got to process it, and I've got to run through all the different angles and all the different um, ways that this might look inside internally before I ever um, speak it externally. So where this runs into a problem in a relationship is my personality, again, being internal, is I can get bogged down. I can get overloaded um, with thinking it through and therefore it never reaches the the point of coming out my mouth through communication to the other person so Jenny and I may have a disagreement there may be something that comes up and then I begin that process of mulling it over she needs to talk about it and she might even be talking about it because she's externally processing I'm processing internally so it's really a one-sided communication and um, and it leaves us with um, bad results because she either walks away from it saying, well, he agreed with me because he didn't say anything or why won't you talk to me? And others because she's wanting a response back. So we've looked at this a lot over the last few years and it's helped us a lot in our communication. But as we begin to look at this, um, this series on resolving conflict, this has been another big area that we've um, we've walked through. And we've seen that it does affect conflict in our life. Just recently, Jenny and I were on a, um, on a, on a trip. We had to go look at a facility to um, be hosting our marriage conferences. And we were um, needed to check out some room sizes and some other things. And, and we had had some discussions about one of the conferences we were having. And um, um, over the last few months with ourselves, other board members, team leaders, and others, just getting some feedback and I would hear a lot of the conversation, but I wouldn't necessarily engage in the conversation because I was processing it internally, as I normally would. And um, 
unfortunately I found out just the other day when we were on this trip that because I hadn't been processing this um, it assumed that I was on board with everybody else and that is one of the negative sides and dangers of an internal processor because again my reluctance to be able to speak up or unwillingness however you want to say it led Jenny to believe that hey I was fully aware of the conversation kind of on board with doing this um, this new conference and the way we were going to do it and it wasn't that I was totally against it I just hadn't I'd never reached the point of expressing my thoughts about it so when it was conversed and talked about externally for Jenny she was able to process through things I internalized it and I didn't realize that that gave a totally wrong communication to Jenny so let me put the meat on the bones here or paint the picture with color, okay? Because you just gave the black and white, which is great. So here's the color to this story. So Paul and I are at this facility and I'm having a great day. We're in Asheville, North Carolina. It's gorgeous weather. It's nice to be away for a day. And we meet with the activities director or our events coordinator. And so we're meeting and I've been involved in these conversations with our board over the last couple of weeks where we had discussed whether or not we wanted to do this conference there in Asheville. And so the last thing that I had heard from the board president was, hey, let's do it. Let's go forward. Let's do it. And so in my mind, it was a done deal. We're done. We're doing this. And so we go to the conference center, and there we are. We view the facility. We look at the rooms. We look at everything. And so we go back to the events coordinator's office, and she says, okay, so we, we need to go ahead and sign the contracts and, you know, wrap this thing up. And then I'm ready to go. And I look over at Paul and Paul's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Are we sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, I, I would just want to scream, what are you talking about? Why did we drive four hours here and you don't even know if you want to do it? But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, verbally process my frustration. But instead, I just sat there and I was so dumbfounded. And, uh, and then actually, I felt stupid. I felt really, really dumb because I'm the one that's kind of in charge of lining all this stuff up at the ministry. So I've spent all this time, I've invested all this energy, and now I'm taking this woman's time. Uh, you know, I, I've set up an appointment, and I'm taking her time, and my husband doesn't even know if he wants to do it. <laughs> and so I experienced frustration. And, but I just sat there. I didn't externally process that frustration. I just sat there patiently and uh, tried not to get upset and ask you, what, what are you thinking, Paul? Right. Well, I think before we talk about how we walk through it, let's take a short break. <laughs> and uh, I think it would be good for the listeners. And then um, stick around and we'll talk through exactly how we resolve this. Hi, this is Paul Speed, founder of Whatever It Takes Ministries. My wife Jenny and I have helped hundreds of couples process through deep emotional pain from unresolved marital issues. We believe that we can help you find the answers you may be searching for. If your marriage is struggling, I encourage you to go to our website, witministries.com, for information on marriage intensives, that's witministries.com, or call 336-310-5050. And remember, your marriage is worth fighting for. Okay, welcome back. Just so you'll know, that was a planned break. I was um, <laughs> listening to Jenny give the um, the color 
uh, description of our analysis, the color analysis, analysis. yes, the color analysis. And um, I thought, you know what, let's don't solve this yet because we did need a break in there. This was a perfect time. But um, before I tell you really how we um, resolved it and walked through it, um, I just want to say that, you know, in years past, this would have been a very, very big issue for Jenny. Her feelings would have been hurt. She would have begun to express um, how she was disappointed or that uh, what I said hurt her. She didn't feel heard. And when she would do that, I would pull away. I would get quiet. And then I re re retreat inwardly. And we've talked about this on previous con um, podcast before how my turtle shell of defense would come around and I would shut down and sometimes this would lead into a, a one to a two week disagreement between us yes. in other words a really really difficult time of um, very little communication like two immature children almost yep. and um, with a battle going on between them so God's brought us a long way and it was it was great to be able to walk through something within the last couple of days that never really became a major conflict. It yeah. was just, it was something small, but it, it was interesting because when we left there, one of the first things Jenny said to me was um, that she didn't understand where was I? In other words, you have, we've been talking about this for weeks. We've had conversations with board members and other people. We've had text messages and email exchanges going back and forth with other people. And now you, you say that you're not on board with this or whatever. And, um, and I began to try to um, externally explain to her, process with her, what I was thinking. And, and I realized as I began to talk to her what, what had happened was internally I was processing this thing, but see, it never reached the external place. Every time there was a new conversation, a new exchange of emails or something else, in my mind, I didn't really see it as, hey, this is a definite, we're moving forward. So when it finally reached that point, I was like pulling back on the reins. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean we're, we're ready to sign a contract and go ahead and move forward with this one? And, um, and it would be easy for me at that point, like in the old days, I would have looked at Jenny and said, see, this is you. This is you moving forward. You're not considering me. I would have never kind of self been self-aware of myself and my own issues to see what have I done here. But very quickly, as Jenny and I began to talk it through, I began to see that this area of internal processing um, had shut me down in this area. It, conversations had been going on about it. Uh, there have been email exchanges and phone calls and, and discussions with other people. But I never really processed what I was feeling about it and what I was thinking as far as if we were going to set this date, if we were not going to set this date, etc. So Jenny, because I was there in those conversations, she rightly in her way um, took that as if I was completely on board with it. And um, so to have a misunderstanding about it, I was kind of shocked by, she was shocked by, but then very quickly we were able to be able to see, wait a minute, where's our weakness here? And for me, it showed up in this area of internal processing. So I think the, the good thing was that I didn't react the way that I would have in the past. I didn't get very, you know, I didn't get angry and upset and take it all personal. Uh, we did get in the car and I said to you, because in front of the, the lady there at the, the conference center, I said, okay, all righty, that's fine. I, I thought we were moving forward. I thought that's, you know, what we were here for right. doing. And we tried to talk it out, but it was, it was awkward. I it, think it was both awkward. Because so, yep. you knew I was pulling back and I could see you were like ready, green light, move forward. And how do we have this conversation with a third party in the room now? So 
it caused a little awkwardness, but we walked through it. Well, and, we um, got through it, and then we got in the car, and my first response to you, it was, hey, can we just talk about what just happened in there? And I said, because I felt really stupid. I felt really stupid that I've spent all this time with this lady, working out all these details, getting everything lined up, because I thought that we were moving forward. And I thought that with the phone conversation we had last week with the board of directors, that they also said the last words I heard from the board president was, let's do it. Let's book it. Let's move forward. And so I had no clue that you were not there that you weren't on board with us. And so I think the the problem came that, like you said, you were internally processing, but you never externally processed what was internal. (laughs) And so I just assumed you were on board. And so that's a lesson learned from me that I need to come back to you and say, hey, I know we've talked about this, but you haven't verbally processed what your thoughts are do we move forward? So that that's a good checkpoint for me to always check myself before I move forward on something and make sure that you're there. And then it's a, also a good checkpoint for you to make sure that, hey, you know, I do need to express verbally what I'm thinking mm-hmm. because that's an area that you struggle in. Well, it is. I think in this area of resolving conflict, um, the challenge for us as far as listeners and you and, and, and me ourselves is, first of all, to understand what am I? Am I internal or am I external? What, which boat do I fall in? And then to understand what are those characteristics of it. An internal processor, like we said, is going to tend to, I've got to mull over things. I've got to process things. And unfortunately, what are the, the negative sides of that? Sometimes it can go on forever. And that is yes. true. And, I, and you know, we've talked to, we had podcasts on bitterness and other things. And so, so much of that is because I, I don't ever get it out. It goes over and over inside. So I recognize now that this is who I am. This is the way I operate. This is the way God created my brain. It's the way I function. So it's got a lot of benefit to it. It does. But also it has negative sides. And I need to be aware and be able to own up to those negative sides. And just like your external processing. I can process forever. (laughs) I know, right? You've got positive sides, though. And in fact, if you think back to why were you drawn to me? You were drawn to me because I was a good listener. I was drawn to you because you communicated to me things I couldn't express, feelings and dreams and that's right, and thoughts. And I was just like mesmerized with that because. Oh, your eyes are getting teary. This Aww, is sweet. Are they? <laughs> so, but as a 24-year-old sweet. young man um, and you from your 25-year-old young lady, uh, we saw, as they say, opposites attracted. And they really did yeah. because I saw someone who could communicate what I as, I, as an internal processor, couldn't do. And um, there was a part of you that couldn't listen. Uh, in other words, you, you talked all the time. So you appreciated somebody that would just listen to you. And um, so here we are 29 years later, and this had become the potential to be a huge deficit in our marriage. But yet God has changed that by helping us recognize, you know what, this is the way you're wired. You're an external process. You're going to talk about what's going on, your thoughts. Uh, you're going to be talking out loud, those things. I'm going to be internally processing. It doesn't give us an excuse, though, to look at the other person and say, you just have to accept me. This is the way I am, so deal with it. In other words, I'm never going to talk to you. Or, and you can look at me and say, well, I'm never going to be quiet. In other words, that's not right. And I think that's what we're saying today is the challenge here, in order to resolve conflict and be able to walk through it, is recognize this area of your personality. Am I internal or am I external? How am I processing in this conflict? 
and what am I reading about the other person in this conflict? Because chances are they're they're processing in the way that God's wired them. And if we can understand that about one another, but especially ourselves, this conflict the other day, very quickly I was able to go to the place of saying, wow, I see where I've contributed to this misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to agree with this, but for years of our marriage, that would have never happened. Oh, you're, you're and right. it would and it would have shut me down, and it would it would have really would have wiped us out in, in an area to where we would have just eventually just moved past it. Mm-hmm. But to be able to go a little deeper and say, "Wow, okay, Paul, you're an internal processor. It's got a lot of good to it, but here's a negative. You've been hearing these conversations, you've been dealing with this information, but you haven't really expressed." what you're feeling in this. And I chose to express it at the last minute when we we're in front of this lady who had just given us the tour. Right. Not the right time. In other words, it's okay. It happened. But instead of it spiraling us out, you were able to look at me and say, wow, Paul's doing this. It's finally coming out because he's been internalizing it. So you didn't react. I was able to see my own error in that. So I didn't go into my belly button syndrome and my turtle and, you know, woe is me. And Here's Jenny once again trying to force something down my throat. It wasn't any of that. We were able to walk through it because we saw the the negative sides and the goods, but we saw really how we were processing the information in the conflict. And in the end, you asked me to forgive you, and you said, you know what, you're right. I didn't verbalize what I was feeling, mm-hmm. and um, that was an area that I need to improve in, that I, I didn't do that. And I can understand where you thought we were moving forward. And then I was able to say, well, and will you please forgive me for not checking back with you before I went to the next step? Um, that was an area of, uh, you know, oversight for me. Yeah. And But here's the thing with the verbal and the internal processor that we've learned that's been really healthy for us is putting a timer on mm. ourselves. And so... Like when you and I have a conflict and you begin to internally uh, process, or it doesn't even have to be a conflict. No. Let's just say that there's an issue. It like could be a some, decision that has to be yeah, made. It could be anything. Yeah, a decision that has to be made. And you will mull over that decision, you know, whether it's like, hey, can the girls go to the youth, you know, retreat right. next weekend. Anything. And so the girls are coming back to me saying, so mom, has dad decided yet? And I'm going to you saying, hey, you know, the girls need to know, do they sign up for this youth thing? And you're like, oh, well, you know, because you're you're mulling over thinking through it. And it's just going to take longer. OK, but it will exasperate our children. OK, look at exasperate anyone who has to wait on an internal y- processor. Yeah, exactly. And so what we've done is we've learned to do uh, this is from Ray and Jane Alvaranga, who serve on our team. They helped us with this years ago, is that Ray and Jane said to us, Paul and Jenny, you need to put a stopwatch, a time clock a on on your processing. And so, in other words, when I come to you and say, hey, the girls are wanting to go on this youth retreat, and I told them that I would ask you. And so I now say, and could you please um, seek the Lord, ask for wisdom, and get back with me within 24 hours? Or I kind of, are you okay with doing it within that time? I mean, I don't put it on you and demand it, but I ask you, so do you think you could let me know within 24 hours? And so you'll either say, yeah, or no, I need more time. And so that's really helped take that conflict off the table. And in the same way, when I'm verbally processing, I have to have a time clock on me, you know, a stopwatch on me, because I will go on and on and on. And here's one of the things is, that's wrong is if I feel you're not listening to me, 
that you're not really hearing and understanding me, I will just come at it from a different angle yeah. and just go on and on and on, just trying my best to get you to... Yeah, he's not tuned into this channel. I'll try this channel. <laughs> exactly. And that's a, a negative side of right. an external processor. And so we... Because then the internal begins to shut down and yep, gets annoyed. Absolutely. And, um, and then you talking or communicating externally becomes the whole problem. And right. that's not really the problem. The problem is in the lack of communication because of the way the two were wired. Yeah. So this has been a really hard one for me, but I'm doing better, aren't I? Sure Where you sometimes are. I literally will have to sit on my hands to remind myself that, okay, you've <laughs> got to stop now. You can't keep going. Right. You've said it. You've expressed your opinion. You've expressed your thoughts. You've ex verbally processed. And then our rule, our guideline is, okay, Paul, um, I'll say, Jenny, I need two hours. Um, or let's talk about this tomorrow morning. Let's follow up on this. In other words, if it's not a critical thing that needs to yeah. be done right away. Yeah. But that, that helps me as an internal processor realize I have got to externally get this out. But it helps you, on the other hand, say, you know what? Not everyone's like me. I need to mull over this myself and let yeah. this go and rest it until that time. Yeah. And, and um, obviously, both of us need to, the first thing we need to do is to go to the Lord sure. and ask God for his perspective yeah. on whatever the situation is. But even this past week, we were uh, doing a coaching session with a couple, and this was their big hang-up, mm -hmm. is that we had given them some homework to work on from our last session. And so when we were talking to them about their homework and what they had done, uh, one of the things that, that he had said to us was, the problem is when I try to do the homework with my wife and I express the way that I feel, she will go on and on and on. And he, he said she will go on and on for at least three hours. And he said, and I start shutting down. And so it was really good because I could relate to her. <laughs> I really could relate right. to her. And uh, there's therefore now no condemnation coming my way because I could relate. But we were able to help them with this by me and you both of us explaining to them okay so when you guys get ready to do your homework from this week here's what we want you to do we want you to do your homework separately okay and then when you come back and you do begin to discuss your homework together we want you to use a simple stopwatch you know use a timer just say okay we're gonna do this and you're gonna get 15 minutes to externally process and then you're gonna and then the the husband he has to process within 15 mm -hmm. minutes. So he has to make himself do it. And then she has to make herself stop right. when the 15 minutes is up. Right. And so learning, retraining your brain. If you're an external processor like I am, you have to retrain your brain and how to, to get things out quickly and then to let them go. A lot of it really is, as an external processor, is we're trying to convince the other person and that's something that I had to recognize that's a, a flaw in my personality it goes back to that right fighter mentality that we talked about in earlier podcast a lot of times it's not that I just want you to hear me I want you to agree with me hmm. and see that's where the Holy Spirit has to come in and say no 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 this isn't about you trying to force your opinion on another person it's about you expressing your heart but then leaving room for God to work right I think that's part of loving one another. Absolutely. We understand each other's weaknesses, and we can sympathize with that, and we also know how to come along and encourage one another in those, and we also do that by understanding our own weaknesses. 
but we've got to be willing to see those. Well, Jenny, this has been a great um, topic again. I know we're going to be following up with some more episodes on conflict resolution and some different ways to look at it. And we hope this has been helpful. And as Jenny expressed earlier, I encourage you, if there's um, something that struck you in this conversation, you want to communicate with us, shoot us an email. And um, it really does help us to get some feedback on what you're thinking or what you're feeling from these. Also, Jenny and I want to encourage you because um, it is a new year. We've got our new schedule on the website of conferences coming up. And um, I know we've got a couples intensive. The first one of the year will be in April. And it will, it will be at the location we were talking about in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. And we encourage you as a couple, if you haven't attended one of our couples intensives, we encourage you to do so. It's a really remarkable time of getting connected and getting on the same page and allowing God to do some amazing things in your relationship. And I also want to mention uh, Four Days to Hope. This Four Days to Hope uh, women's intensive that we started five years ago has just been the most amazing thing. As I have watched women who came to that weekend hurt and wounded, not able to process through pain in their life in a healthy way, leave on Sunday so much healthier, uh, not being controlled by the things that have taken place in their life anymore, really able to move forward from all the pain that has come their way. And it's just a wonderful time. So we want to encourage you. We have uh, four days to hope coming up and then four days to freedom for the men uh, throughout the year. So check out our website for those dates. Yeah. Well, four days to freedom, just a real quick little um, blurb about it because I just had one in Tampa um, a few weeks ago and I will be having one in Illinois coming up. But uh, men, these are life-changing, life-changing weekends. And I can uh, tell you, I've done these for seven years now. And just to watch um, men come in with what they feel are hopeless situations, sometimes not even understanding themselves or how they've gotten to where they are and maybe not even recognizing the, the issues in their heart. But to be able to leave with such a clearness of mind and a whole new perspective um, and then watch God take their plan of action as they leave the weekend and just do incredible miracles um, in the lives of their wives, their families. And I have single guys that come and I always encourage getting those positive feedback. So got some great weekends coming up with the intensive. So I encourage you to um, look online. And if it's not for you, recommend them to somebody else. This is how the body of Christ functions as we encourage one another to do good work. So send a, um, our website along to somebody you know that's hurting or struggling. And maybe, just maybe, we would be a resource that would be a blessing to them. So thank you again for listening today. And if you've got more questions or more you want to know about Whatever Takes Ministries or how we can help you, contact us through our website or you can call us at 336-310-5050. And Jenny and I want to thank you again for joining with us. Um, so until next time, remember, your life can be different if you're willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.